What are we going to do as a church? Our souls need to wake up. We need to respond to the gospel of Jesus. He said, go into the world. We don't want to deal with reality, Christian. We don't even want to deal with reality even though we've been saved from this place. I'm calling on you today in the name of Jesus to rise up to the call of God. Christ is coming back soon. If I start telling people about hell, I might just scare them off. Where are you going to scare them off to? Hell number two? People stop and think about it. If hell really exists, and it does, I didn't say that Jesus did, then don't you think people need to know about it? Can't you at least give them a fighting chance? Are you just going to sit there and let them burn? This is Chris from Don't Let Them Burn. Welcome to our show. How you doing? Um, see everybody's in the chat there. And um, as you know, tonight we have some special guests. And before I tell you about that, you can reach us on don'tletthemburn.com, Facebook, um, and other social media outlets. Um, if you want to check out our podcast in audio format only, you can reach out on Spreaker or iTunes. And there's a plethora of other places you can find us. So tonight we're going to be talking about The Belly of the Beast, the documentary film by Wes and Justin Fall, the Fall Brothers production. It's going to be an interesting conversation, and I, and I ask you to uh, check out the film because it's tucked with a lot of information that um, it'll take you a long time to actually research by yourself. So um, without further ado, hey, guys, how you doing? Hey, what's up, Chris? Thanks for having us. Doing great. Thanks for having us on. All right, glad to have you, man. Um, uh, where do you guys want to start? Because there's so much, so much to talk about and so little time. <laughs> It might be a good idea just to kind of start off by giving a, maybe just like a little a little introduction here about the, the content. Mm -hmm. yeah, Belly of the Beast, it's a film that's going to, it's going to challenge a lot of people's paradigms. And it's, some people may not know what that means, but their, their view on things, basically. Um, we've kind of come into this, uh, this American system with a, a general idea of America is a Christian nation uh, it's founded on Christian values. Our founding fathers were Christians. Uh, this is kind of the general consensus that my generation and, and his generation and in your generation, we, we've all been brought up with this basic idea that it's a Christian nation. And, you know, I guess it was about uh, maybe about 2005, roughly 2004. Uh, we were in film school and we began to research some information about the God of America. And uh, that's a whole other story. We made a little short 10-minute documentary that got us in trouble at school. Um, but long story short, one thing led to another, and we got connected with Chris Pinto. And so we had gotten kind of engulfed in the Chris Pinto films, the Riddles in Stone, uh, the, you know, the Secret Faith of the Founding Fathers, uh, that whole series. And what we found out was that there was a much more dark underbelly to the founding of America. And so we've now had so many years pass to where more information has come out, more than Chris had access to. And so we set out to make this film, Belly of the Beast, with Tom Horn and actually with a lot of people, uh, you know, me, Wes, Tom Horn, Russ Dizdar. Some of you guys know Russ Dizdar, Carl Tykrib, author of Game of Gods, uh, Lieutenant Colonel Robert McGinnis and William Ramsey. Um, and William Ramsey, by the way, he's an occult investigator. He investigates uh, occult crimes from Christian perspectives. Um, but anyway, long story short, we've been on this trail of research uh, since about 2005, roughly, somewhere in that ballpark. And we just kept getting into more information and finding out more areas of this that make more sense prophetically. I, I think that's really important for the viewers to understand. We're dealing with things that are of prophetic significance. Uh, otherwise, you know, why would we really care to delve into something if it doesn't help us better understand the deception? It's the deceptions that we need to be aware of because those are being used to push forward things on the prophetic timeline of Scripture. Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, it's, it's so much going on within eschatology that you could um, talk about because as I'm viewing this film, I'm seeing all the lines that uh, come together and converge in a certain way, which I won't expose because that'll be a spoiler, um, that uh, if, if you're not really used to um, delving into Bible prophecy, you, you, you'll be very amazed at, at the conclusions. So um, let's keep going. Let me, let me add one thing here. Even if somebody is uh, watching this video right now and they're not a Christian, they have no interest in Bible prophecy, 
uh, but they're interested in conspiracies. This is one of the greatest conspiracies of all time because this is dealing with the conspiracy for the souls of humanity. Uh, setting up the stage of knowledge for every viewer to understand that there's been a conspiracy going on uh, predating the United States, but that utilized this Western Hemisphere continent. Uh, you know, the powers that be, the elite, have utilized the planning and the progression of this continent to fulfill ancient prophecies which are going to be bringing forth the world's final pharaoh. Uh, and I know that might sound really crazy, um, but when we get into the occult mystery schools, such as the Freemasons and others, um, there's a lot of Egyptian mysticism, black magic getting all the way back to ancient Egypt. And so we know that with, uh, with Egypt, you're dealing with pharaohs. And so the idea is to resurrect the final pharaoh, the resurrection of Osiris, uh, which that's a whole other story, and uh, we may or may not get into the myth of Osiris tonight. Some people are probably already familiar with that. But what we're finding out, and I want to go ahead and just preface our entire discussion by saying that our research led us to a location in Washington, D.C. that is owned and maintained and was created by the United States federal government, cabals within the government. They have created this location. It's a ritual chamber on federal property that is literally awaiting the final ritual that's going to take place to bring about this resurrection of Osiris. Now, as Christians, we would say that has to be the Antichrist, or that's the closest we can come to understanding that. And so I want to go ahead and preface our entire discussion that it's all leading forward to a ritual, uh, which, by the way, this ritual is taking place in the United States every four years in Washington, D.C., but the goal is there's going to be a final version of this when a certain fulfillment takes place and they're going to call up the spirit of Osiris from the underworld. Uh, as Christians, we would see this as the, the, you know, the king of the bottomless pit being brought up. And so hopefully we can get into that a little bit more as we get into it. I just want to kind of throw a haymaker out there before we get too deep into conversation, just to let people realize it's not just about America's secret history here. Mm -hmm. It's about prophecy being fulfilled things that are not being talked about anywhere else that we have uncovered and put in this film. Absolutely. Um, Wes, you want to chime in on anything before I go? Yeah, sure. Um, we've, we've uh, not to take it back too far, but we, once the Lord got a hold of our life, um, prophecy has been one of the biggest things that he's put on our heart. And it's, um, it's amazing for anybody to sit back and see the things that are taking place in this world. But for Christians to see them taking place and look in the Bible and say, Hey, they actually intersect, and we're we're living in the most exciting time uh, since since the disciples and apostles were on the earth. I mean, they wanted to be living in this time that we're living in, um, expected to see the the, the day of Christ uh, to be at hand, and and so when we look at it in those kind of terms, it's just it's uh it's an exciting type thing. We we do hold the 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 idea, the worldview that the Bible is God's word, that it's His written. It's his, his breathed word. He chose individuals to give the word to, and they penned it, and it's been handed down. And, and if you look at that, then you can see that this plan that's been put in play uh, before the generations of man even, um, it's continuing down that same pathway, that same line to every jot and tittle um, being fulfilled. Now, it also gives us little insights to the times and the seasons and the, the different events that are going to be taking place. And, and we do see in Scripture that there is this enemy. There is this enemy that wants to counterfeit what God has going on. There's this enemy that wants to thwart his final plan for being enacted. And so with this film, we're basically taking those two things and seeing how they parallel and intersect, and we're, we're bringing it forward to the current events in the day that we're living in. So this idea that, that let's just take it here real quick, <clears throat> this idea of a one-world system. This is it's it's an old idea. It's not something that just popped up all of a sudden. Um, it was first attempted at Babel. You had different world kingdoms that were taking place and leading up. Daniel talks about the prophecies there, the the world kingdoms. John looks back on them in the book of Revelation and, and looks at the same thing and analyzes them, all looking forward to this final world kingdom. But you go back to Babel. That was one of the first times that we have documented that, that there was a one world system um, attempted. God wasn't having it. They had a they had a one world language. They had a one world uh, a king. <clears throat> they had it all. They were trying to build their way up to the stars, uh, to to the to the portals, if you would, uh, to be able to actually dethrone God. 
um, to be able to get to those entities that they worshiped and, and what have you. So God smacked it down. It wasn't time for that to take place. <clears throat> Confounded their languages, uh, hit them with the earthquake and, and dispersed the, the civilization. From that point, you still had people that wanted to see that fulfilled. So what we have today is looking back into that is that these things have been immaculately kept through the, through the mystery schools. And now we're seeing a revival of that because that same information has been passed down generation to generation. Um, just like we're, we are, we're sold out. We don't have any other option here, right? God is going to fulfill his, his plan. We, we've submitted our lives to his calling. We want to be used in that plan. We're sold out. Well, you have to look at the flip side of that because there is an enemy. And that enemy is hell-bit on seeing his thing through. He's got people that are still in power today that have sold out. They're just as dedicated as we are, but to the flip side, to the dark side. And so there's a there's a conflict, and ultimately it's going to end up with the Lord coming back and and, and regulating. And so um, that's why this uh, that's why this film is so exciting to to me personally, Justin. I'm sure would agree. Um, we're basically living in a time, and we're actually seeing things unfolding in the world around us that line up uh, specifically with what the Bible says is going to take place. Yes, yes, um, and you know, for for everyone viewing that. What he just said is, is 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 very huge because as we try to point out in in our um, show a lot is, is all the tech, all the blood rituals, including the abortion, all this stuff going on right now is purposefully leading us to this kingdom that they want to build. And um, not to jump ahead, but the the main base is in the United States of America. That's where New York, right there, is where the United Nations is. I mean, I know. Europe has its place too, but that's where they planted their seeds. So I'm, I'll stop there and let you guys continue. Um, I don't know if you want to jump into uh, where it comes into the secret societies or you want to take it somewhere else. Uh, we'll, we'll get to that in just a sec. I, I want to comment. You mentioned New York. Uh, factor, and, and by the way, New York is not too far away from D.C. Um, now, one of the main things, one, one of the, the highlights of the film is connecting the prophetic dots to explain that United States of America, um, literally speaking, the United States as a nation, which is represented by some major cities in the, in the country. I, I just want to throw that out there because, um, you know, we all have capital cities where we live. You know, we have capital cities. That's interesting that they chose that wording because uh, a capital city, this is related to the, the to, you know, capital lean. This is a, going back to uh, Roman paganism. So we have a capital city, and in capital cities, we have capital buildings. And if you take a little trip throughout the United States and you visit these capital cities with capital buildings, they have a dome. And this is signif uh, significant as well because the dome is representing a woman. If anybody, again, let me just say this. Don't take our words at face value. We are going to be saying some things that are very shocking. The average person needs to be skeptical about this because we were skeptical about this. We've done uh, over 10 years of research into this. And so here we are now able to discuss it after so much labor and research and uh, peer-reviewed research, I might add. So you go to these capital cities, you've got the capital domes, and most of them have a goddess sitting atop of the capital dome. That's another important factor is the bringing back the goddess worship. It's a connection to Gaia. Uh, the what they would call the uh, you know the eternal mother. Uh, you've got this these different views from different religions, but it's all tied together here in America. America is a melting pot of this, and so the capitals. You've got these capital areas. That's one thing that people need to know. The other thing is we're connecting all these dots to show that there's no other nation on Earth. I challenge anybody out there, show us one nation in the world that more likely uh, could be fulfilling every prophecy of scripture than the United States of America for being the final mystery Babylon, the final Babylon. People are going to say, well, that's Rome. You know, that's Vatican City. But if you go down the checklist in scripture, it barely touches. Now, yes, there are many things about Rome. I, I understand where people come off with that idea. And I used to think that the mystery Babylon was going to be some type of a mixture between Rome and Jerusalem. And we don't have time to get into all of that. But now... Uh, after all these years of research and studying and, and comparing the scripture with a fine-tooth comb and comparing that to what we're seeing today, there is no other nation on earth that fulfills all of that checklist other than the United States of America. 
Why do I say this? You mentioned New York. New York is not only uh, the headquarters, one of the main headquarters of the United Nations, and that's a major factor here, right? But the other thing is we've got Wall Street, the, the, the World Trade Centers. We've got literally places right here on our soil that if they go down, it affects the entire market of every piece of economy in every major nation. Yeah, yeah. That's prophecy right there. The merchants of the world are going to mourn. I mean, we've got things that we have to consider. Um, you know, when scripture was when the scripture was written, when, when the Holy Spirit gave us scripture, it was giving these things thousands of years in advance. And so for us now to look at these things and to hash through them and say, okay, how could this be? How could what would this look like in modern terms? How would the merchants of the world cry when, when all of their things aren't going to be able to be you know bought and sold? Okay, well, the World Trade Centers, you've got Wall Street, you've got the stock markets, all of these things. I mean, America is the forerunner, not only of uh, political force, which that's another, that's a whole other part of the, the puzzle, but economic, world economic force. America is the leader. America is setting the trends for the nations around the world in so many things, everything from fashion and style to, uh, you know, economy to the way that we, we work with our dollar system. I mean, we've got so many things here that are influencing every other part of the world. And that's why they say other countries are being westernized. Mm-hmm. Westernized connects to the Western Hemisphere, which the ancient prophecies were that the uh, in the last times, in the last days, this Western Hemisphere, because the ancients did not call it America all the time, right? America is, a, is a kind of a newer title. But the ancients said that there was a Western Hemisphere. The ancient Greeks... The ancient Egyptians prophesied of this Western Hemisphere. They knew about it. We have evidence that the Egyptians landed here before the Native American Indians. We have uh, evidence that the ancient Greeks, who were polytheistic, they landed here. They, they charted out the uh, Great Lakes area. We, we talk about this in the film. Uh, Steve Coyle, one of our good friends, he breaks down, uh, and we talked about this on the Hagman and Hagman show, the Egyptians had a presence in the Grand Canyon. Mm-hmm. I mean— this is unbelievable because our history generally goes back to the Native Americans and just stops. Mm-hmm. You know, we act like there's nothing that was here before that. And and I don't say that to be negative towards Native Americans. We're actually part Cherokee, so it's not like we're being, you know, anti-Native American. It's just a matter of the history is the history. And so even if we just went back to the Native Americans, let's just shift shift focus to that. We've got evidence that we show we show photographic evidence in the film and break down history of Native American tribes that had their jewelry and their, their icons and their symbols that they would wear. These artifacts have been located, and we have evidence now that the Native Americans, some of them, some tribes, uh, specifically that you have the Iroquois Indians and the Seneca Indians, both tribes, and that's just two out of many that we could be talking about, they have relics and artifacts on record that look as if they came right out of the Masonic Lodge. Now, what are Native American Indians who are living off the grid, what are they doing with square and compass-shaped jewelry? What are they doing with the star and crescent moon? What are they doing with these symbols that show up in the lodge, they show up all over Masonic websites, and furthermore, they show up on Ouija boards? I mean, the Native Americans did not know what a Ouija board was, as far as I know, but they have symbols in their relics that are exactly what you're going to find on Ouija boards. So I, I say all of this, Chris, just to make the point, that even if we only go back to the Native Americans, we have evidence that they were under a principality, some of them at least, where they were worshiping the serpent god because we see the artifacts, which all line up with other religions that worship the serpent god, right. lines up with the Mesoamericans, uh, the Mexicans, which, you know, again, Mexico is part of the Western Hemisphere as well. They were the Okay. Now, here's the ticker. I, I want to say one more thing, and then I know you're probably you've got some things you want to say. But I get excited about this because so much of this is overlooked. So much mm-hmm. of this goes against everything we've been taught in school and in church about America. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about the name America really quick, and we'll move on. We've been told that America is based on Amerigo Vespucci. Now, some people don't have any clue who he is, but they've heard that story. Okay. Well, sure, Amerigo Vespucci, Vespucci, whoever that is, but. Forget about that guy for a second. Quetzalcoatl, the plume serpent god of Mexico, he was the same entity worshipped in other parts of the Western Hemisphere under different names. In Quiche, he went by the name Gucamatz. Okay? In Peru, he went by the name Amaru. Okay, now, I'm just going to say it without the accent. Amaru. 
That's the root of Amaruka. Amaruka. And that translates. Amaruka literally is broken down into words. It says, land of the plumed serpent. Who is the serpent? Who is the serpent god? It's time that we understand what Paul was talking about, where he says that we're dealing with principalities. We're not dealing with flesh and blood. We're dealing with principalities. And the principalities over different parts of the world, we're dealing with these, these fallen angelic principalities. And it is my belief, based on the serpent god being so heavily worshipped in the Western Hemisphere, and the ancients knew all about this, it's my belief that the principality over this very part of the world that we live in was none other than Lucifer himself, the serpent god. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can agree with that. Uh, I mean, if you look into the work of Elie Marzul and a few other people, there's serpent mounds all over America. Mm-hmm. You can't deny it. Yeah. <laughs> you can't deny it. And then these people that um, develop our entertainment, uh, comic books, movies, whatever, they put the same sort of uh, esoteric knowledge and, and uh, snake figure in almost mm-hmm. everything. It's, it's there. So um, it, it's, it's, it's enrooted in all of these mystery schools and the, um, the, the, the Alistair Crowleys and all these people. You find the same thing all over again and again and again. It's the pattern that most people don't see because they don't really research this sort of material. But um, yeah. I totally agree with that. Go ahead. Now, you, you had mentioned to me before the program, uh, actually a couple weeks ago, we were talking on the phone, and you told me that uh, you, know, you do a lot of exposing of Hollywood and how Hollywood is being used in all of this. Yeah. And so uh, th- this is actually a good place to go because uh, you know, we've got these movies, and, and I, 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 look, I think they're awesome movies. I'm just going to go ahead and throw it out there. For entertainment okay. purposes um, – we can, we can break a movie down and tell you what we really think it means, but it doesn't mean that it doesn't have any entertainment value. But as Christians, we've got to be careful that we know what we're watching and that we know what they're actually trying to do with their agenda before we can actually enjoy it for entertainment purposes. And then some Christians can't separate the two, and they say, I'm not going to watch it at all, and that's mm-hmm. totally fine. But here's the deal. The National Treasure films, okay, this is a franchise with Nicolas Cage – amazing movies at least i thought they were very adventurous uh family friendly for the most part those films were utilized by hollywood to condition people to this idea that the freemasons and it's very clear that they 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 are a secret society but they break down that they were heroic people heroic men who founded this nation now i can't deny that fact is, just because somebody's part of something that I don't agree with doesn't mean they weren't heroic. Yeah. Look, some of the freedoms we have today on paper are because of cer- certain things that men did who are part of secret societies. Mm-hmm. Okay, There are people who believe in a different God than we do, but they've done good things that we've benefited from. But as Christians, we give all the glory and praise to God the Father, uh, Jesus Christ. We, we always are God. We are dealing with giving him praise for everything we have. So even if it came to the hands of a pharaoh or of a Freemason or of anybody or a president, we give God the glory. But this movie, they used these, these franchise, uh, this franchise of movies to condition America not only to the reality that America was founded by Freemasons with, Freem- with Freemason secrets, but they also let you know that there are secret passageways, secret chambers in Washington. They let you know that the founding fathers had nothing to do with Christianity, but they were engulfed. By majority, they were engulfed in secret orders, and it was the secret orders that passed down this knowledge through their generations. That is very historically accurate. And so being a, be a guy that exposed Hollywood like yourself, uh, you know, we can see that for what it is and say, wow, it's a great movie. It's very entertaining. But at the end of the day, it's conditioning people to another side of American history that we are so often uh, sheltered from. So I just wanted to kind of mention that. I was going to add that this might be a good place to do this. We're um, it, it's a very tough idea and, and information to swallow. We've we've most of the people that we've gotten responses from thank us and we're like man, it's so eye opening, connects so many dots, it's prophetic, and it just answers so many questions. And but we do have um, I even had somebody um, message me today saying that they shared this with some other people, and and we've run into that type of person that we've tried to share information with in the past. Um, there's a lot of people that feel comfortable not knowing there's there's some kind of comfort that people can have in ignorance um this is very common for people that have de-supernaturalized the bible 
And so um, this is the disclaimer I was going to give is that we're not saying we're not saying that God has not had his hand upon these things, allowing things and directing paths. Um, we're not saying that the Puritans weren't sharing the gospel. And we're not saying that, that Jonathan Edwards and the Great Awakening didn't take place. God has always had his hand. He's always had his remnant. He's always had those that have, that have been completely sold out to him that are going to continue down the path that God's called them to do. So we're not taken away from that like one bit. Like we were thankful for that. That's our that's heritage. That's that's the way that the message has been passed down from generation to generation so that we could be told as well. So we're not saying that. But the, the point of this film is not to go onto that focus. Um, the point of this film is to show that, yes, in fact, Lucifer is the god of this world, little g. And he's got his plan. And, and he's... I wouldn't say the beginning of time, but I guess you could say the beginning of time. I mean, since the fall. Yeah, so um, that's that's basically just a little disclaimer. We're not, um, you know, negative Nancy over here, and God doesn't work, and whatever. We're not saying that at all. I mean, God forbid that. Oh, this is exciting. The fact yes. is, is we are students of the Word of God, and the more we understand these conspiracies that are taking place in the last days, the better we understand prophecy. Let me just challenge people. Think about this. Take yourself back mentally 100 years ago. Well, you can't because none of us were alive. But I can tell you this, those people that were alive, they would have not have had the, the understanding of prophecy that we have today because so many things have unfolded over the last 100 years. And then you take that back 200 years. And then those people didn't have as much of an understanding as those did 100 years ago. And so what we're dealing with is an exponential increase in understanding of the word of God and how it's going to be playing out because we're seeing the unfolding of these things. Certain things you cannot understand until they begin to happen. Topics, topics like this, they cause for myself personally, and I could say the same for my brother, they give us motivation to be living ready. And it, it makes you realize that the enemy is, they've got their game tight. They're, they're going to be continuing on their path like they're, well, I mean, they're sold out to it. And it, for, for us, it gives us more uh, motivation to be able to stand fast and live ready and stay in the word and hold people accountable. And likewise, have you know, the, be very tight with the body of Christ to have the same kind of accountability from from the brothers and sisters that, that the Lord's put in our lives. Um, so it's not um, we don't look at this as a negative thing. We just look at this as like, well, that's just more evidence that that what God said in His Word is true. It's unfolding just like He said it was going to, and ultimately He's going to come back and regulate. Right, uh, and, and you know, the, uh, through pro prophecy, the eschatology, you know. It, Eschatology, when you look at it, it's like a bird's eye view of everything going on. And then when you start researching some of these things, mm -hmm. it's really, you start really getting into the meat of um, the, the people that are leading these, uh, how can I say it, these movements throughout history. Um, and even on the point of like 100 years ago, there were still people that were following these movements. You could track the Illuminati, you could track the Masons, you could track who took over what organization. You, I mean, when you get into all this, it's fascinating. But ultimately, we know that these people are bending the knee to Satan, bending the mm -hmm. knee to yeah. spiritual forces, and sometimes even face to face. We see, we, right. we, we, we think of all this stuff as fantasy because of what Hollywood is putting our face from Disney to everything else. And we don't understand that these people are actually conjuring spirits. <laughs> dark fallen angels demons whatever you want to call them they're conjuring these spirits and working uh man i, I wrote a, a novel uh not a novel but a graphic novel uh right. a few years ago and the stuff i put in there i knew nothing hardly anything about these secret societies and all that stuff and i had the government worshiping uh um at these altars and all this stuff and when i started looking into the real uh, you know, esoteric knowledge. I said, wait a minute, this, this is what I was putting in. I, I didn't know. Well, let's just say maybe God has a plan for that novel. But anyway, let's get back to the topic at hand. <laughs> um, so okay, can we comment on, on the, the ritual thing really quick and, and the worship of, of uh, demonic entities? Um, I think it's important that as Christians that we kind of get that Hollywood view out of our mind. Now, you know, as, uh, we all, I don't know if everybody's seen this movie. I'm sure you've seen the movie Day Live with uh, yes. Rowdy, Rowdy Rowdy Piper. And, and mm -hmm. the premise that we always you know, reference is that you look at a billboard and it says, you know, buy our product or 
whatever, and like consume, obey, you know, all yeah. it, it's basically the glasses let you see what's really going on. As Christians, we always see things for what talk about these dark entities, how they're nefarious, how they're looking to, to harm us, how they're looking to oppress us, and how they're looking to possess humans. Um, and we see this as a very dark, almost a Halloween story, right? Like almost a dark haunted house, just demonic with smoke and I mean, we see the worst in it because that's what it is. We have eyes to see and ears to hear. But to these people worshiping these entities, they are not worshiping some, you know, melted face with horns. Right. You know, when these entities appear to people, I mean, granted, sometimes we have record that they have appeared looking like gray aliens. You know, the, the, the gray head with the big eyes or even human skin with really big eyes. But the Bible says that Satan appears as an angel of light. Mm-hmm. Okay, and just like that, we know that he has uh, his own messengers of, you know, that appear to be messengers of righteousness. You know, and so in the Greek here, you're dealing with, a, you know, a, a, an angel is a messenger, but we're not dealing with a human messenger. We're dealing with a, a spiritual, celestial messenger. And so what's happening here is that these people are conjuring these things and worshiping them and giving them all the glory and praise. They're not going to show up in their true form. They're going to show up as an angel of light. They're going to show up as an entity of light. Uh, they're going to seem benevolent. They're here to help. They're here to enlighten. And even, even the name that we, we talk about, Satan being Lucifer, uh, and there's debate as to was that his real name before the fall. We, you know, we don't know for sure. But the name Lucifer itself goes back to the idea of he's, he's the light bearer. He's bearing the light. Uh, and Freemasonry talks about you know, they're the holders of the light. They're the ones that are going to be the beacons of light. And so these people are not meeting in a dark room to conjure up something that scares them. They're conjuring up something that they think is beautiful. Yeah, right. And I want to make that so clear because when we think about, uh, you know, George Bush, you know, who, who professed to be a Christian, yet we find out that he's a member of Bohemian Grove. Uh, we find out he's a member of Skull and Bones, uh, where they have their own dark mass, where it's a, they're born again out of coffins unto the darkness. Uh, we've got, you know, I'm just going to use George Bush as an example. Many people who have seen him on TV and they might have thought he was a good president. He was a good guy. He seemed really nice. Um, they can't picture him in a dark room doing a blood ritual, calling on some devil looking demon. Right. In reality, these men are not doing that. And I want to paint the picture that they're literally calling upon these entities who appear to them to be their gods. Right. Um, that is what's important to know. Yeah, that's true. Uh, you know, there was an Amazonian um, witch doctor named Shoefoot. He's dead now, but he became a Christian, and he told his story. Mm -hmm. And he said that when he left the spirits, they came back to him. They're beautiful, mm -hmm. beautiful. And they danced with him and pleaded with him because what they would do is they would um, get each village to fight against each other. you find this in Africa, too. They co-rape and pillage and all cycle of, cycle of death and, and, and raping and all this stuff. So um, this stuff about them being beautiful is true, um, however they um, present themselves. And also uh, on, the, on the idea of the Hiram Abiff um, situation there that you're talking about, the born again, what you see mm -hmm. is in Black Panther, you have Killmonger and Black Panther, T'Challa, go through the same ritual of being born again. They'll go into the spirit realm and come back out. And now, now they are mm -hmm. the Black Panther. Just wanted to hit that real quick. Go ahead. Very true. No, that's exactly right. And interestingly, we see some very similar type ritual settings in movies. Uh, I'm trying to remember the movie. It might have been one of the Blade movies uh, with Wesley Snipes, where they're putting blood down into this coffer and then they're giving life back in. It's like a rebirthing ritual to the ancient vampire. Yeah. Um, then you've got what was it the the new the newer Mummy movie with Tom Cruise? Um, you know, you've got uh, the Marvel Runaways. You know, there, there's one that's on TV right now on Hulu, and, and they've got that, that chamber. Matter of fact, you and I were discussing that chamber on mm -hmm. the phone the other night because you were talking about they've got a chamber that's a suicide chamber yeah. that looks almost identical to the Marvel Runaways chamber. Yeah. It transfers energy. Mm -hmm. So it's fascinating <laughs> information, man. It really is. And in Hollywood, they know something. Uh, I've mm -hmm. done plenty of podcasts on the Fourth Watch Radio Network where we've talked about – Uh, some of the cabal and it's just heaviest forms of hazing uh, yeah. in order to get somewhere. And in this, you know, you're basically you find out that there are high priests in Hollywood. And a lot of people don't like to talk about this because 
some of it just can't be proven. You know, you just can't prove that this guy or that guy is a high priest. And he was a high You know, look, I, I've, I've heard the rumors, and I'm not saying that they're not true. But there's some very prominent actors who we've all probably grown up with, who we've all always loved, who are involved in the Hollywood cabal. Very much like the, the movie Eyes Wide Shut. You know, this is yeah. the type of behavior that goes on. Um, let's let, let's move to something real quick about Belly of the Beast. Um, 9-11. Most people are awake to the fact that 9-11 was not what we were told. Right. And that's being that's saying the light version, right? You know, most people realize it's not what was told. That You know, the official story is bogus. Regardless of who people believe were behind 9-11. Okay, that's not what we're here to talk about. Regardless what you, what people think, 9-11 we break down in the film as a massive Aleister Crowley ritual, all based on his numerology, his teachings, his rituals, and it was a massive Wicker Man event. Now, Wicker Man, that's something interesting. If we have time, we'll move into that because Wes and I both went to Burning Man last year for research and to, to evangelize and share the gospel. But 9-11, when you, when you look at 9-11, it was the ritual for the new Aeon. Crowley talked about this time on on the map. There's a time coming. It's going to be the new Aeon. And there were certain rituals that needed to be performed to bring about the new Aeon. And interestingly, the two towers make an anagram in the sky for an 11. We, we can't break all of this down for time's sake, but it's detailed in, in, in the film. Belly was a blood mass ritual all out of Aleister Crowley's playbook. The question has to come to mind. What does Islam have to do with Aleister Crowley? It's a good question. Mm -hmm. And there is no connections with Islam and Crowley. So we have solid evidence, and most people probably already know 9-11 is connected to the shadow government or the deep state, the New World Order, the globalists. But what we do know for a fact is that it was a major blood ritual carried out on, a world, on the world playing field. This had massive significance all over the world. To bring about the new Aeon. So I wanted to throw that in there just to kind of give people some food for thought about 9-11 because we reopened the 9-11 case. But from a ritual standpoint, not from a not as much of a, you know, of a inside job standpoint, we, we don't hit any of that. We hit it from a ritual standpoint in the film. But the Burning Man ritual, you know, it, mm -hmm. it's basically a massive Burning Man. It's a massive Wicker Man ritual. And, and why is America the place? Where this, where we're being groomed for the largest ritual in the world that takes place out in the desert with over seventy thousand in attendance, a ritual with over seventy thousand in attendance, women, babies, children, men. You're dealing with every type of social caste system present for this massive ritual. Mm -hmm. You want to talk? You mentioned on that one. You mentioned the deep state. I wanted to kind of tie that in because we've talked about the the purpose uh, historically for America. Um, esoterically and Bible prophecy, we've, we've hinted at that as well. Uh, we've talked a little bit about secret societies and they have an involvement in it and some rituals, but the thing that ties it all together is it is the deep state. So for a long for the longest time, everybody looked at you crazy if you started talking about the, the shadow government. They're like, oh, you know, give them a tinfoil hat. Um, but now, after the uh, election of, of Donald Trump in, in 2016, the the word deep state became public knowledge. It's just it's a it's a it's a household name at this point. So we do know that there is a deep state that's in existence. Um, the how it how it um, how it relates to the film and all these other topics. Uh, Lieutenant Colonel Robert McGinnis gives a thorough breakdown of this, but basically he breaks down three different levels of the deep state that we have. And so you have the first level is going to be just getting laws passed, legislation, and, and the, the hands that are moving in Washington, D.C. That's the level that we all see. Exactly. That's the upper, the, the ground level, basically. You see it on TV. The news talks about it. That's the, the visual level of the deep state. They're working on globalization. Um, but you step down underneath that into the second level, and that's where you have the secret societies. You have the think tanks. We focus more in the film on strictly the secret societies on level two, but underneath that you have the spirit realm. You have the rituals that take place uh, performed by the secret societies to tap into the spirit realm to get their marching orders, to get their um, the different 
things that are going to play out on the world scene for that year. And so that's why we touch on Bohemian Grove, because it is basically the spirit realm aspect of the secret societies. That's where they go to perform the ritual. And I'm sure there's plenty others, too. But, uh, for example, you would have like Bohemian Grove would be level three. Um, the second level would be like your Bilderbergers, your CFRs, your Trilateral Commission. And then your your uh, first level would be actually the people that put it into law, the legislation people. The C-SPAN folks, the people you see on C-SPAN for five hours a day. Right. So it's uh, <laughs> exactly. But it's, it's taking all of those things and looking at them together with a biblical lens. Because it's not just all happenstance. Oh, well, this is you know what we decided to do. We just woke up today, and we're going to vote this way. Um, no, it's a lot deeper than that. You you have that second level. You have the secret societies performing the rituals to get this information from the other side, in order to make this final world kingdom come to pass. Right. And so that's that's basically how the deep state works and all of this. Um, yeah. But we talk in the film. We go into um, like Justin was mentioning the Aleister Crowley aspect of it all. Um, if if your listeners don't know or your viewers don't know about him, which I'm sure they do, but um, this guy this guy shaped. Uh, well, you could say the counterculture movement was based upon his ideology. Um, Do as thou wilt shall be the whole of the law. So it's basically um, it's an in your face type deal to God because we want God's will to be done. That's what we pray. Right. But then this is the this is the um, rejection of that, and that's basically taking it into man's hands and trying to make their will manifest in reality. So they want their will to be done. It's do as do as they will. Um, we have a section, our chapter on rituals that we go into Alistair Crowley and break him down, and we tie it into uh, we go into his um, his Babylon working. Uh, we go into his disciples, uh, L. Ron Hubbard and, and Jack Parsons, um, and basically show, and then even Justin was mentioning the uh, Burning Man. So we also show the, the different ways that ritual plays uh, plays a part in today's society. And it has, and it, even going back to the fabric of the, of the United States. So we, we break that down, and then we move it forward into, uh, prophetically speaking, how that applies to uh, Washington, D.C., by extension, America, fulfilling what Revelation 17 describes, fulfilling what Revelation 18 describes, and and basically tying it all together from the prophecies of Daniel and the world kingdoms into uh, to John's looking at the same thing uh, in the book of Revelation. I mean, the whole purpose of this, though, like generally speaking, this film, it's to lay out the groundwork. This is an America film. I say America, not American. It's a it's a film about America that that needs to be seen. Everything that we're jumping into in this film, it's building a strong case from ancient America, because we believe that we've got we, we've got evidence here that that America. I mean, look, America has always been here. It just hasn't been called America, and it just hasn't had the United States government. Um, but the continent itself has always been here. There's been religions. There's been people that were doing things on this land. We go through that from ancient times all the way up into future history where prophecy is going to be fulfilled. And we explain literally all of that, how the government, uh, how, how some of the key role, key players in the government have literally set the final empire of the world. As Manly P. Hall says, who's a famous Mason, famous theosophist, he said America is going to be a beacon of light. You know, we are literally going to be the nation that's going to lead the world as a beacon of light into this last day's uh, golden age world system. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's so important when we, when we understand that America, uh, all over the place, you know, on some of our currency, on buildings, we have this, this creed, this American creed, which is e pluribus unum. And, you know, we're taught that even as a kid. And, and what it means is, you know, out of many, one. Mm -hmm. Literally speaking, it's one coming out of many one that is formed by all and that is literally speaking what america is it is a melting pot if you visit dc you take the capitol building tour they're going to show you a video that explains all of this uh, it could not be more esoterically accurate um, this is the final kingdom now whether that's in our lifetime whether that's 100 years from now or, or five you know i don't know i'm not a date setter but i can tell you that the evidence uh, put forth in this film is going to challenge so many people's worldview and then other people's it's going to confirm right confirm what the holy spirit has already been teaching them in their hearts about america because now they have evidence to prove 
what they've already been find out a whole lot of other stuff that they've never heard of before. But it's it's literally building this case. You know, Belly of the Beast is literally all about the ancient mystery that holds the secret of Antichrist's resurrection and return right here on American soil in Washington, D.C., a city, by the way, which was built based on occult symbolism, gematria, um, icons of the ancient world, gods and goddesses. D.C. is a reconstructed pagan temple site. Rome, Maryland, Seven Hills. Yeah, so Rome, Maryland. Uh, give him the quick version of that. I know we got to get moving. Yeah, um, briefly, there was a there was a place in Maryland called the land that, that DC was built on. It's called Rome, Maryland. Uh, that was before the city of DC was founded. Uh, it was owned by a guy named Francis Pope in the late 1600s, and his land, Rome, Maryland, um, which he even I think he took a, a river called the Goose River and renamed it Tiber, uh, which is still standing today. Or pretty, yeah, still there today. Um, but regardless, uh, D.C. was was placed and built on Rome, Rome, Maryland. Um, you dig a little bit further and you find out that D.C. has seven hills as well. Um, so th those are just two little interesting tidbits, I guess. But um, specifically, though, for, for everybody that's listening and watching, um, go read Revelation chapter 17 and then follow up by reading chapter 18 and just pray for pray for discernment. But uh, it's it's undeniable, though, um, there's no other place on Earth that could hit those descriptions, as does the United States of America. But, but it's the resurrection of the old gods. You know, if you visit D.C. and you just walk around the city, you're going to see things that you can't explain for being in a Christian nation. You know, why would the city that is created by Christians for Christians? Uh, I'm just saying if, if their version of history is true, if, you know, if, if America was a Christian nation by origin, why is it that the city that represents this Christian nation is decked out in every type of idol and re reconstructed pagan temple? It was on purpose. Our state buildings, you know, you go to D.C., many of the government buildings are reconstructed pagan temples. Okay? We've got yeah. statues all over D.C. of the old gods and goddesses from the Greeks, the Romans. I mean, this is this is not a coincidence. They admit to it on the Library of Congress website. Yeah, so if somebody thinks this is crazy, well, it is crazy, but you can go do your research. We present from the Library of Congress. The Library of Congress, they've got this thing called the Most Approved Plan, and explains mm -hmm. how Jefferson, Jefferson, who, by the way, hated the Bible, he ripped out pages of the Bible that he hated, and then he compiled the pages that he was okay with, and he's created what's called the Thomas Jefferson Bible. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's being sold at the National Archive. It's a little small book because Jefferson just didn't like much of the Bible, so he made his own. He took out the miracles of Christ. He took out more than that. But Jefferson, uh, put he commissioned uh, you know, different designers from around the world. People were coming and submitting their ideas for this, this capital city. You know, getting back into this whole Capitoline, Capitoline prophecies. Anyway, mm -hmm. um, he said that they were wanting to build the city of D.C. This is on the Library of Congress website. And it's on hard copy at the Library of Congress. We can read the documents. Jefferson says on record, we want to build this city and dedicate it to the honor of all pagan gods. Mm -hmm. This yeah. is Thomas Jefferson. This is, this is not a, a Justin opinion or a Wes opinion. This is the history of the United States of America. Washington, D.C. was built strategically to give honor and homage, pay homage to the whole pantheon of the pagan gods. Mm -hmm. And that is exactly what he wanted. That's exactly what he got. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what you're going to see if you visit or the beast. Yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's true. And and um, just to piggyback on that thought for a second, if you go to New York, it's the same thing. It's mm -hmm. all over the place. And a lot of the comic writers were influenced by that imagery also. But um, I want I want to just trickle back on a few things that you said just to um, give some nuggets. Um, sure. You know that the Bible, it declares that Jerusalem in our time before the Great Tribulation will become a light to the world. That's the opposite of what, you know, the occultists want, right? Um, as far as the out of many one, guess what? There's a, there's a lot of uh, tiny nations that even replicate that. I'm from Jamaica and that's our slogan. Mm -hmm. That's our slogan. But, of course, America's a bigger nation. Um, uh, then we have um, uh, the rituals from Burning Man and, and Carl Tyker. I've got to bring him on to talk about this more. Uh, this stuff is spreading all over the planet. 
<laughs> the Burning Man and the uh, the 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 uh, Arch of Baal, all this stuff, you know. And and where did it originate? Not didn't originate originally, but it started here, mm-hmm. as far as the the major influence to the to the rest of the world, like you stated earlier. And then um, you have the United Nations that okay, so we have all this transgenderism, homosexuality, all this stuff going on in the university and the schools. Do does anyone think this is the accident? At the same time, mm-hmm. everything from 2015 to now is just bombarding us, and people are have to rip their kids out of school and take them in um, the the. Um, the private schooling is exploding. The homeschooling is exploding because of this. But again, this is the same premise, the same action from the occult world. Um, and then we have Emmanuel Macron. If many, many don't know who he is, but he's the, the dude in France, okay? One of the leaders in France. And he called the other day for a 10 nation army. This goes right back to the United Nations that's planted here, mm. <laughs> right? And, and, and the significance of a 10-nation army is that because the, the Bible talks about 10, 10 kings and out yes. of them comes the 11th. So it's very, it was shocking to me to see him say that, but we are living in these last days. Final note um, that most people don't talk about, and I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with this, it's called the Strong Cities Network. Obama was, a film, uh, was familiar with this. Um, the last uh, um, attorney general, was her name King or something like that? I can't remember her name. But, um, and the United Nations is, this is basically a global police force that will be in power without any, um, they'll have total jurisdiction, just like the world court and all these things that are being built up as we speak. So I just wanted to give those little tidbits to tie in some more things that are going on because this is some serious stuff. And um, if you're not saved, it's, it's time to bother the will of Jesus. But um, mm-hmm. as as we come to a close, um, if anyone has questions that you want them to answer, there was one question. I think you guys already answered it. Um, it was about uh, you said um, something about seven hills, and you said, "Are there are there seven hills in Washington D.C.?" Tom uh-huh. Horn says that this at the end of the film, but never explains. I will. I was chatting with William Ramsey, and he didn't know what those hills were either. Um, I, I'll, I'll give one short answer to that, um, not directly to Washington, but you know, Rome has seven hills, and there's something dealing with an Islamic Antichrist, which I don't believe uh, that has to do with seven hills, and you, you guys can continue from there. The, the, what they'll call the seven hills, and really, uh, if you study this, it could be written in English as seven mountains or seven hills. Right. Um, literally, either or, depending on the translation that you're dealing with, it's the same root word. You've got the seven in Vatican City. You also, interestingly, have seven in ancient Jerusalem. I'm sorry, and and, uh, I forget if it's right in the midst of Jerusalem and surrounding Jerusalem, but in the kingdom of in in, in the kingdom of Israel, right? Because you had you had you had the the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom, which the southern kingdom was Judah. But if you do your studies, you're going to find that there were seven mountains in that region as well. some people call them hills. Again, I want to make make that very clear. Translation. Yes, just a translation. uh, You know, difference. But D.C. absolutely has seven. Uh, one of those is Capitol Hill. Um, you can do your homework on this. Uh, I don't have. I don't have that. I didn't. I wasn't planning on that. Uh, so I, I did not memorize all seven names. But yes, you can Google it. Yeah, you can Google it. It's not hard to find. Um, some of them might not be showing up as like today because they're covered with other stuff. But for the most part, they're going to be listed. Mm-hmm. Um, even if you go back and you can see the the history of when they were deemed uh, and and how they were listed. So absolutely, there are seven. Yeah, there we go. Um, any more questions? Just hit up, hit us up in the chat. We have about five minutes or so left. Um, and uh, you know, uh, add, uh, let me see here. Well, uh, tell us about your adventures in D.C. About when you're filming, and uh, I guess these Masons or whoever they were were following you guys, or um, mm-hmm. <laughs> give us some trouble. Yeah, the short version of that is that uh, we were getting our permits to film in D.C. The film was supposed to have uh, a good amount of live action that we were going to shoot in D.C. And we were going through the process of getting all of our permits. And we didn't even get halfway through getting approved for permits. And you got to pay for them, too. It's like you're paying them to be able to shoot there. And so everything was being lined up. Uh, by the time we got in touch with a 33rd degree Scottish Rite Freemason, who was the, he was the liaison uh, for the 
the House of the Temple of the Herodome, which is like the major Masonic temple in D.C. Um, he was going to uh, work out a deal for us to shoot inside of the Masonic Temple. And in the process, he just wanted our website. So he started doing a little homework, and he found out that we were with Tom Horn. And as soon as he did, he comes back and he says, you guys can't even film on our sidewalks, let alone take pictures on our sidewalks. He completely blacklisted us. And as soon as the high-level Masons got involved, none of the other places in D.C. would allow us to film. They would not come back with our permit. While we were there, we had uh, two different operatives. One was a male, one was a female, uh, randomly following us around with briefcases. Tom Warren is convinced that the briefcases had technology that were tapping into our wireless microphones because while we were talking about the raising of Osiris ritual, we break down this ritual in the film, while we were talking about it uh, on the lawn, on the mall area, between, literally between the, the Dome of Isis, the Capitol building, and the Washington Monument, uh, which is the phallic symbol of Osiris, we're standing there filming about this ritual, and all of a sudden our audio starts to get siphoned from two separate channels at the same time. This is unheard of. I, I've been, yeah. you know, I've been working with audio and video for years and years and years. Never in my life has this ever happened. Not like this. Both channels are being siphoned out at the same time. So uh, we were going to reshoot some of that, and Tom said, "No, leave it in the film. Put subtitles up." He said, "People need to realize that we were under attack while we were there. That there was a conspiracy to keep us from getting what we needed while we were in D.C." Wow. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, and, and, you know, when, when people talk about stuff like this, it seems like the weirdest thing. But when you're in the thick of it, it doesn't seem so weird anymore. Right. Uh, um, yeah, no. <laughs> so um, I guess um, one last thing, I guess, uh, I don't know, this will be short, um, is basically we know that what they're trying to do has to do with the goddess, the Scarlet Woman. Um, uh, and this goes into Gaia and all these other um, female uh, fer fertility goddesses. Uh, just if you could just touch on that for you know briefly. Um, where to start on that, man? Um, yeah, I was going to mention that too. I was just pulling it up for that. Sure. Um, basically, there's we've been conditioned in America because we we go into Justin was mentioning the the dome or the belly of Isis that's. Uh, that's on top of every capital building across every, you know, all the 50 states. But on top of that, you have these little idols or these little goddess uh, statues that are that are on there. We have um, we've been conditioned to think that this is just normal. That those are just oh, they're just little sculptures. But what it is, if you look at if you look at the history of this, it's a it's a desensitization because in the old in the olden days and even still being practiced today. Um, there are these uh, there are these idols. Paul says that if you make sacrifices to sacrifices to them, you're actually sacrificing to demons. Mm -hmm. So it's not just like you're doing you're going through a, a, a theatrical performance. This is actual you know ritual that takes place. But it's the it's the back end of that. So that's that's one aspect is that we've been conditioned to not even think anything of it. We have um, we have documented in the film that. The Statue of Liberty was actually uh, originally entitled the Goddess of Liberty, um, as was the Goddess Columbia. Um, it wasn't. It was looked at differently when they were created. Now it's just become part of our everyday um, activity. Oh, you know, we're going to, to to New York. Let's go see the Statue of Liberty. And I'm not dogging people that do, but you know what you're what you're looking at there is look at the origin. Look at what these things were created to created for and the the purpose of them to begin with um now it's just be we become desensitized to that but the whole gaia thing and this mother goddess and this uh it, it basically it ties back to the archetype divine feminine and so throughout the throughout history call them by different names you can call her call her isis uh you can call her uh, gaia you can call her athena you can call her minerva that's basically those those two that i just mentioned athena and minerva is what the statue of liberty was based on so um, it's not just, um, again, it's not like they just woke up one day and decided to do this. It's a conditioning process, but we're seeing a, a return to that because we see it through, uh, you know, going green. We see it through Earth Day. Carl Tyker breaks down the Singaya worship um, in the film. We have a section on that as well. Um, so it's a revival of that, but it's basically 
um, it's it's a alternative uh, alternative belief system. It's an alternative religion. So it's counter it's counter to the the fit our our faith. It's counter to our um, our belief in Jesus being the Christ and being the savior of the world. Um, it's basically other gods that have been been um, saturated in in U.S. history. Absolutely. Um, and, and just a few more tie-ins to what you just said. Uh, one of the modern-day names for this Gaia or Athena, or all this stuff is Wonder Woman. Yeah, that's the modern-day name. Okay, so I, I'm, when I'm doing the reviews and I let you guys know what's going on in entertainment, it, it all goes back to all this stuff we just talked about. Okay, and then sure, she was uh, she was of Diana as well. So yeah, yes, Diana. exactly, exactly, Prince Princess Diana, uh, mm -hmm. and also. As far as the, the topic, because, you know, um, Wonder Woman is the poster child for feminism. Uh, this idea of feminism actually came from the Garden of Eden when God told um, Eve that she would desire her husband. It wasn't because she's going to love him to death. It's because she wanted her, his um, position. And that's what mm -hmm. feminism is all about. Emasculating the man, taking his position. You see it every day in the news. So I just want to give those point, points. Um, if you guys want to... Um, let people know where to find this film and um, tell them uh, whatever you need to know, the, the links and everything like that. Um, yeah, so we, we get off of here. We, have a, we, we actually have it available in two formats. Uh, first format is you can get the DVD. Uh, some people prefer the DVD. You know, uh, what's cool about the DVD is that you can watch it as many times as you want, and then you can pass it on to people, let people borrow it, let your pastor watch it. We've already had a handful of churches do watch parties, uh, they've, which is very shocking, but there's churches out there that are playing this. People are having their friends over. DVD is a really good option, and you can get the DVD right now at, uh, let me just pull up this address. It is skywatchtvstore.com. That's S-K-Y-W-A-T-C-H-T-V-Store store.com skywatchtvstore.com forward slash the dash belly dash of dash the dash beast dash grand dash giveaway maybe you could put that in in the description or something um or you can just type in probably the skywatch TV yeah you can just if you just go to skywatchtvstore.com and just scroll around somewhere on the front page there'll be a big icon mm -hmm. uh, not only uh, are you able to get the dvd uh, but it's a grand giveaway right now. There's a whole lot of stuff, including volumes one and two of Occult Theocracy. This is an amazing researcher's library for Christians uh, about understanding all these different branches of the occult and different uh, cult-like groups. Um, so that's, that's one option if you want to go get that at skywatchtvstore.com. The other option, if you want to watch it online in high definition, uh, you can buy it for $14.99 on Vimeo.com forward slash on demand forward slash belly of the beast. All one word, belly of the beast. Right. If you go check that out on Vimeo or if you just type documentary Vimeo on Google, you'll find it. But you know, if you want to watch it in HD, that's the place to get it. Vimeo.com forward slash on demand forward slash belly of the beast. One word. That's going to take you to it. Um, that's where, you, that's where you can definitely get that. Um, it's really cool that we were able to work with Carl Tykerb. He's a good friend of ours. Uh, just something really interesting is that we went to Burning Man with Carl. Like, we actually camped with Carl at Burning Man uh, this last year. So that was an experience that no amount of money could have ever paid for. <laughs> like another. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, uh, I, the link, there's a link below in the video um, to the actual Vimeo um, streaming. So you can, you can just click on that and go um, get there so you won't have to type in all that, but it's there. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, and, and please hit the like button, um, share this video. This is how the news, the, the, the news gets out and people come to this channel. We don't, the, the video won't rise in the algorithms if you don't hit the like button and share. Okay, so please do that. And I want to thank you guys for joining us. It's, it's a pleasure of mine to have this conversation. And uh, we're hopefully going to get them back on to talk about another DVD that came out called Hollow Earth Chronicles. And I know that's a weird idea, right? That's right. <laughs> I've seen the film and I plan on watching it again. Got to link up with you guys about that. And um, you really want to pay attention to 
Oh, so much information. Anyway, so we're going to end this live stream now. And um, thank you for joining us. Thank you for participating. And also, don't forget to share. And if you're not a subscriber, please subscribe. Thank you so much. This is Chris from Don't Let Them Burn. If you are not saved, Jesus Christ came to die for your sins. And this is the most important part of this whole thing, the gospel of Jesus Christ. He came to die for your sins. He resurrected on the third day. You need to get saved. All of us are sinners. And the people that are redeemed by Christ will see heaven, will see the new kingdom, will see everything promised in the Bible. If you are not saved, there's a world of hurt for you. So please respond to the gospel today.